socialism or capitalism? This seems to be the question of the day. With Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez touting the virtues of democratic socialism, this question has been thrust into center stage. And the common response by the opponents of socialism is to simply own the label of capitalist and rightly proclaim the virtues of capitalism. But I would argue that socialism versus capitalism is the wrong question. By simply owning the label of capitalism, the opponents of socialism are allowing the socialists to frame the debate, and the options of socialism or capitalism make up a false dichotomy. Instead, I believe the proper answer to the question of socialism or capitalism is freedomism. This is the Free to be Free podcast, encouraging you to assert your liberty because you are free to be free. Let's start this discussion by defining some terms. Socialism is a system of government where the means of production are socially owned, according to Wikipedia. Capitalism is an economic system based on private ownership of the means of production, also according to Wikipedia. But capitalism is really a straw man created by Karl Marx in Das Kapital as a foil to his champion, the worker. He would refer to these workers as the proletariat and the capitals as bourgeoisie. Now, a proletariat is the class of wage earners uh, in an economic society whose main uh, resource is their labor power. Bourgeoisie, then, is generally a middle-class or upper-middle-class person who owns the means of production. But socialism has some cousins, communism and fascism. Now, according to Wikipedia, again, communism is the philosophical, social, political, and economic ideology and a movement whose ultimate goal is the establishment of a communist society in which there is a common ownership of the means of production. Sounds pretty close to the definition for socialism, doesn't it? Fascism is defined as an ideology that's characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, strong regimentation of society, and of the economy. And again, it's really not much different than communism or socialism. The three ideologies of communism, socialism, and fascism are essentially the same. They involve government control of social and economic decisions. In a nutshell, they all amount to statism. Statism is the belief that the state should control either economic or social policy, or both, to some degree. Statism is a belief that the proper role of government is to create desirable outcomes for a society as a whole through government control and enforcement. I would argue that the proper debate would replace the terms socialism and capitalism 
with more accurate terms. The term socialism should be replaced by the term statism. So when Bernie or AOC proclaim that they are democratic socialists, remember that they are really democratic statists. That means using the power of the state to enforce the will of the majority, otherwise known as the tyranny of the majority. Before I get into discussing what we should replace the term capitalism with, I want to dispense with a criticism of statism. I'm not going to spend a lot of time or energy criticizing statism because I'm inspired by Rita Dunaway in her book, Restoring America's Soul. She makes an excellent argument for focusing on defining and advocating what we are for rather than focusing too much energy on challenging that which we oppose. I believe that adopting this approach could greatly improve the political discourse going on today. I highly recommend Rita's book, and you can find a link for it in the show notes. But before we move on, if you are interested in an excellent critique of statism, I would recommend the video series entitled The Deadly Isms by Matt Kibbe. I'll include a link to this in the show notes. I highly recommend that you watch this informative series. So let's get back to the question of what should we replace the term capitalism with in the socialism versus capitalism question. Since the argument is being made that the United States should be transformed to socialism, the question is, if that's the case, what would the U.S. be transformed from in order to become socialist? This is a very important question, because as Abraham Lincoln once said, every nation has a central idea from which all its minor thoughts radiate. So what is that central idea? If there is an existing central idea, a sort of theory of American government upon which the United States was founded, what is that? Well, fortunately, this question has been answered. Randy Barnett, a law professor at Georgetown University, provides us an excellent analysis in his paper, The Declaration of Independence and the American Theory of Government. First come rights, then comes government. As you might expect, I will include a link to this paper in the show notes. So Professor Barnett looks to the Declaration of Independence as a declaration of what he calls the American theory of government. He derives this theory from these familiar words. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it. So that is what Barnett calls the American theory of government. And the key characteristics of this American theory of government are, number one, first come rights, then government. Our rights pre-existed the formation of government, and therefore they are not granted by our government. Everyone is created equal, is the second principle. 
created equal in the sense that everyone has equal rights. They're created with the same rights. The third principle is we cannot give up these rights. They are unalienable and they can't be taken away from us either. The fourth principle I find here is so key. It's the purpose of government. The purpose of government is to secure these rights, our natural rights, which pre-existed the formation of the government. And finally, number five, if the government becomes destructive of these ends, destructive of securing our rights, the people have the right to alter or abolish that government. So in the American theory of government, the role of government is to protect our natural rights. But protect our rights from whom? Well, I believe from the tyranny of the majority, better known as the democratic statists. So let's take a moment to attach a suitable name to this American theory of government. I would propose that we call this American theory of government freedomism. So let's define the debate as statism versus freedomism. Statism advocates for power to be concentrated in government based upon the belief that we can bring about better outcomes if only government would force people to do the right things. Freedomism advocates for power to be left with the individual so that through our own individual choices, we can not only choose to do the right things, but also decide what those right things are. The real question is for you in your life, who decides? The government, which is statism, or you, which is freedomism? When you choose freedomism, you are exercising self-governance. And this is the American theory of government so excellently expressed in the Declaration of Independence. If in the debate over statism versus freedomism, you choose freedomism, you need to ask yourself if the federal government has become not the protector of your freedom, but the suppressor of your freedom. And if it has, is it time to exercise your right to alter that form of government? The founders gave us the tool to alter that form of government in Article 5 of the Constitution. So join us at the Convention of States to restore the uniquely American theory of government, freedomism. This is the Free to be Free podcast. I'm Paul Phillips. The opinions expressed are my own. You can learn more about the Convention of States project at conventionofstates.com. You can also find the Convention of States project on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. The first thing that you'll want to do at conventionofstates.com is to learn the issue for yourself. Then you'll want to sign the petition to let your state legislators know that you are ready to assert your liberty through an Article 5 Convention of the States. Until next time, stay free, my friends.